With Mel Kuyper's new mock draft out, him having the Cardinals taking a wide receiver 23 overall, it's forcing my hand to make the case for why the Cardinals should take a wide receiver at 23 overall. I'm going to talk about it. Let's break it down. Locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in. Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, keep commenting, keep DMing, keep mentioning. Uh, this locomotive is just getting started. Uh, this offseason is going to be massive implication-wise, storyline-wise, even though it hasn't happened yet. I am a firm believer that through the draft and with the remainder free agency, Steve Kime at all will, you know, kind of bring the Cardinals back to some sort of uh, mirroring of what we saw last year. Obviously, there's still um, a bunch of holes that need to be filled. I am, just for the record, in the camp that the Arizona Cardinals should draft Zion Johnson guard out of Boston College at 23 overall if available. I'm stamping it. I've been saying it for two months. That's where the Cardinals should allocate their first round funds on. Now, it would be boring if I just continued to talk about Zion Johnson, et cetera, showing up the left side of the offensive line, because if Kyler Murray is not protected, none of this works, you've heard it all, I'm going to remove myself from that, put on some, the Cardinals should draft a wide receiver 23 overall jeans. They don't fit me very well. Just put it that way. I mean, it's not because I put on a couple extra because I work from home now and, you know, the uh, the daily cardio isn't infused into my job description. It's not because of that. It's because I think the Cardinals have more glaring needs elsewhere. But Mel Kuyper, one of, you know, the first pillar of NFL draft coverage analysis uh, starting a long, long time ago, he has the Cardinals taking Traylon Burks out of out of Arkansas at 23 overall. Now, would this be a bad pick for the Cardinals? I mean, no, and I don't think it's the right choice. But I will make my def- I will defend drafting a wide receiver in the second segment. Taking Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, some see him as as the best receiver in the draft, and because he didn't go to Alabama um, or Ohio State, which are becoming you know wide receiver you. Both of them, uh, he's going to be looked at a little differently. But he's 6'2". He's not a Jahan Dotson, Steve Kime special that Peter Schrager has. The Cardinals taking a 23 overall in his most recent mock draft. I still think interior offensive line would be the way to go. Okay, that's number one. Number two, in the second round, Mel Kuyper had the Cardinals drafting Roger McCreary. Corner. This one, I'm 100% behind. This guy, although a little bit undersized, has has fringe first-round talent, but 
if the Cardinals can get them at 55 overall, it's a win. It's a win because you'd think that they're going to sign a corner this offseason. And if you can couple what I've been saying constantly, if you can couple a rookie in a, in a, a position group of need with a veteran in a position group of need, that's a win. That is a big jump to having that position be a position of strength, which is where the Cardinals are kind of futile at this point. There aren't many positions of strength across this roster for the Arizona Cardinals as currently constructed. Tight end is the depth. Safety, Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. The offensive line, kind of. You can't put DeAndre Hopkins, you can't put the wide receiver group as a strength just because DeAndre Hopkins is here. You can't put the running back room as a strength just because James Conner got re-signed. And again, because you can name players on the roster doesn't mean that that's a good position group. Eno Benjamin and, and Jonathan Ward are not guys you're going to be able to trust when James Conner needs a blow, when James Conner needs a break. You're not going to be able to trust Eno Benjamin and, and, and J- Jonathan Ward. Otherwise, they'd be RB2 somewhere else. This is not a Tony Pollard situation. We would have seen it already. Even though Jonathan Ward had the best catch from an Arizona Cardinal since DeAndre Hopkins' Hale Murray catch last year on the fake punt. And, you know, Benjamin has shown flashes in the preseason. He's shown flashes when the games have kind of been out of hand. That doesn't mean that you can trust those guys as RB2s. So as it's currently, as the roster as currently constructed, there are very few position groups of strength that the Cardinals have. Drafting a wide receiver at 23 makes the wide receiver room a position of strength if that rookie works out. But you got to protect Kyler Murray. You got to protect Kyler Murray. You got to protect Kyler Murray. Roger McCreary at 55 would be a home run, in my opinion. I still think that they should draft a running back. If Brees Hall is there out of Iowa State at 55, you take him. You take him. If Kenneth Walker the third is there, another third down back or another three down back, you can bring it with James Conner and hopefully have the rookie take 60% of the touches and James Conner at 40% to help him withstand the rigors of a 17-game season, regardless of how much money you paid him. I would do that in a heartbeat. But that's going to be predicated upon what the Cardinals do in free agency before the draft. Now, there's a chance that Jadavion Clowney and Stephon Gilmore, et cetera, may stay free agents a little bit longer to see where the chips fall in the draft. If the Cardinals need to pay a little bit more of a premium and figure out how to do it as a signing bonus or add dummy years to the end of the contract to get them in the door before the draft, do it. Do it, please, because it's an Arizona Cardinals tax. They've been paying it for a long time. They've got to pay more to get players to come play here, unless they trade for them, obviously. Now, I'm not saying that's always the case, but if you can get Stephon Gilmore and or Jadavian Clowney in the door now and you have to pay a little bit more cheese for it, just do it, suck it up, and do it. Mel Kuyper, best in the business, one of the best in the business. You know, I'm going to have another huge draft pundit on the show on Tuesday of next week, and uh, he may be the most sought-after draft mind on the planet as we sit in 2022, and I'm getting them on Tuesday. So that's going to be really fun to pick his brain about the Cardinals at 23 and 55 overall, and if there's some trade-up, trade-down possibilities there. Coming up next, I will make my case for why the Cardinals should draft a wide receiver at 23 overall, completely arguing the antithesis 
of what I've been preaching up to this point. Because if you can't argue the the opposition of your current take, your current take doesn't mean jack. That's coming up next. First, Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find elsewhere, Shady Ray's insane protection program. It includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. doesn't matter. Hurricane, I'll, I'll, I'll take them. You step on them, they'll give you another pair. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. That's why I don't sing. Uh, there's a big announcement starting Thursday, April 28th. Tune in to uh, Locked On NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those who are of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked, on NFL, Locked On's NFL Mock Draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show all week leading up to the first pick. So for the Locked On NFL Draft Live, check out the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page. For the Odyssey NFL Mock Draft, check out the Odyssey and Locked On NFL podcast feeds. And the Locked On NFL Draft Live is April 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern, April 29th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, and April 30th, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, as we take you through the NFL Draft in real time. And the Odyssey NFL Mock Draft is April uh, 18th through the 22nd. And then on the 25th, I'm making my case for why the Arizona Cardinals should draft a wide receiver at 23 overall. And it's pretty simple. Like I understand the other side. I understand why people are pounding the table for the Cardinals to draft a, a, a wide receiver at 23 overall. There is a new wrinkle to this that is coming full steam ahead over the last couple years. Wide receivers are getting paid in annual salary. The quarterbacks were getting paid. 10 or 12 years ago. It is ramping up to the point where it's like, why would you ever want to be a running back? Ever. Be a corner, be a safety, be a wide receiver. Wide receiver money is insane. And just a little aside, I don't get it. Like, I, I get it. Stop. I get it. But a running back just gets the ball handed off. And obviously passed and stuff, but traditionally gets the ball handed off and that running back has to use his skill to maneuver around 11 players trying to tackle him. A wide receiver's production is predicated predicated upon so many, you know, outliers, so many other things that are out of that player's control, like quarterback, uh, weather, pass protection, things like that, that running backs, I know running backs are, are game plan for, schemed for, but the act of, a quarterback throwing a ball in the air yards down the field. If that quarterback's not good, that wide receiver is not going to put up those numbers. Like it blows my mind, but that's where we are and wide receivers. And, you know, it, because the NFL is becoming more and more of a passing game than a running game, uh, which I think will revert back at some point, because if you can't run the ball or play defense and play defense, you're not going to win Super Bowls anyways. Um, 
But making the case for it, number one, Kyle, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins has a, you know, ha- has a partner in crime. And if one of these top five wide receivers in the draft are what they're cracked up to be and they're going to be able to make an impact right away, I get it. You have an immediate strength from the wide receiver room. And if you add, you know, a, a veteran receiver like Julio Jones, you're cooking with gas. Number two, Kyler Murray is going to have another weapon. I understand the reasoning behind all of this, and this is why I'm making the case as blatantly as I am. It's more fun, obviously. Hey, would you like uh, Skittles for breakfast? Sure, Mom. Um, I don't have to have oatmeal today. I understand. More fun to watch. More fun to put up points. More fun to have Kyler Murray to throw the ball to easier for DeAndre Hopkins to not get bracketed or triple teamed or having, you know, a safety spy him all game. Like I, for sure understood. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the segment, getting a a rookie wide receiver on a four year deal now looks like a quarterback light contract. So if you can hit on a wide receiver, you're home running for three years, paying that guy eight or $10 million a year, $6 million a year depending on how high he goes in, in the first round. Now, I mean, if you hit a wide receiver in the third round, you've hit you know the Powerball you know, two years in a row. You know, like a Terry McLaurin or Deontay Johnson. I know they were late second, early third. Like, But if at 23 overall, you're going to be paying that wide receiver a little bit more than you know, you're paying Andy Isabella in the, in the late second round. Paying a rookie wide receiver who is a fringe pro bowler three years for a fraction, like legitimately a fraction of what he's going to be getting paid in his second contract if he's a pro bowler, it's having a quarterback light situation. So that, which is wild, I had Trevor Sycamore on uh, earlier in the week and we talked about that for a minute. It's like, are wide receivers going to be pushed to be taken earlier because of that, because it's a quarterback light situation? Or is the wide receiver you know, group coming out this year, like like last year, like the year before, just going to be deeper than ever because a lot more, lot more kids growing up are saying, you know, I'm playing wide receiver. I'm playing wide receiver. I don't care how tall I am. I'm playing wide receiver. I'm going to work on my speed. I'm going to work on my hands. I'm going to work on my route running ability. And I'm going to make $20 million a year if I hit it, if I end up being a pro bowler in the NFL. Like, it makes sense. That's the path. Why would you ever want to be a running back? You take a punishing every time you touch the ball. And the pay scale is getting worse and worse. Now, obviously, there's some outliers, you know, Christian McCaffrey, et cetera. Every time you pay a running back, it reminds people why you don't pay a running back. And that's not fair to running backs, but that's where we are. Ezekiel Elliott is the reason why Amari Cooper wasn't been able to be brought back. And Ezekiel Elliott is the second best running back on the, on the Cowboys. And the Cowboys know that. Otherwise, they would have traded Tony Pollard for probably a second or a first if somebody offered him. So my case for the Cardinals drafting a running back is three-pronged. First, if he hits, that is a quarterback light rookie-scale contract situation, and that is a home run. Number two, Kyler Murray obviously has another weapon. And number three, DeAndre Hopkins is going to get bracketed as much, which means you should be able to get more production out of DeAndre Hopkins like you haven't gotten in the last you know two and a half years. Obviously, he was injured towards the tail end of last season. DeAndre Hopkins hasn't caught 10 touchdown passes in a year since he's been to Arizona. That needs to change. And a rookie wide receiver playing alongside him would help with that plight. Derek Carr got a contract extension today. I'm recording this on Wednesday. 
Derek Carr got a contract extension today. Does it mean anything for Kyler Murray? Does it mean nothing for Kyler Murray? I'm going to talk about both next. First, Bilt Bar. Chocolate covered, 19 grams of protein, high fiber, low sugar. They taste like candy bars. They're not candy bars. That's the thing. They're not candy bars, but they taste like it. They're like six bites. They're nougaty. They're not like jujubes or um, I don't know. What else used to rip your teeth out? Like, I don't know, anything. I don't know. But they're, they don't taste like, you know, a side of a table, which is a bonus. Um, they've got a whole bunch of different flavors, like I always talk about. They've got these protein-infused marshmallow puffs, that they call them. Again, chocolate-covered. A lot of protein. I, I, I don't understand why everybody's not ordering them right now. Like, I love these things. I love, I do love these things. Absolutely. They've been with us for a few years now. I would not have known about Bill Bar until, and now Bill Bar's taken over the world. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. That's the average. I don't really know what more there is to discuss at this point. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, white chocolate cookies and cream. The flavors are insane and they're not bad for you. True story. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, big, big guest coming up on Tuesday of next week. Big guest. Around the NFL draft, I can't believe I was able to get him. Uh I've had him on shows that I've worked on and, and co-hosted in the past. Um, I got one of his last spots for next week, and I am stoked to pick the brain of the beast. I am stoked. Um, Derek Carr got a three-year, $120-plus extension today, earlier today. I'm recording this at 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. What does this mean for Kyler Murray? Ooh, nothing. 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 Derek Carr, I think for a brief moment in time, was the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. And then Jimmy Garoppolo was the highest paid quarterback in NFL history back to back. I do believe that's the case. It was a Richard Sherman than Patrick Peterson situation regarding corners years ago, where it was like <laughs> Patrick Peterson got like $1 more than Richard Sherman to make him the highest paid corner at the time. What does this mean? It doesn't mean anything. Um, here's the thing about Derek Carr. Those players love Derek Carr. The Raiders love Derek Carr. Raiders fans defend Derek Carr. And you can ask your boy Q, we're going to have him on for a crossover when the Cardinals play the Raiders later this season. Derek Carr is the leader of that team. There is no question about it. Is he the best quarterback in the NFL? Absolutely not. Is he a bottom third quarterback in the NFL? Absolutely not. There are so many bad quarterbacks and bad leaders in the NFL from the quarterback position. You look at a guy like Derek Carr, who just got his number one wide receiver from college, Devontae Adams, to join to join them. Like, you know what an average to above average quarterback is with weapons? Dangerous. You know what a, a, an above average a average to above average quarterback is with weapons? Matthew Stafford. That's what Derek Carr could be. And it's not the same Matthew Stafford's a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Like, it's not a direct correlative, okay? But they've never had weapons in, in Vegas like they do now. Hunter Renfro, second option. Third option, like, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, 
Then you have Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake is a, you know, is a backup. They have 48 running backs there. They've got a pretty good defense. I mean, they've got Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. I mean, if you told me right now that the Raiders won the AFC West next year, you'd be like, okay, I see that. And Derek Carr is the quarterback. So this is what, even, even though the Raiders have been much maligned over the years because of, you know, Al Davis was, it, it made some uh, made some questionable moves. You know, now that he's passed, Mark Davis has done a solid job. I know things were kind of weird with the Gruden thing and what, what John Gruden did and hiring Mike Mayock and the Antonio Brown saga and all that stuff. That was outside noise. It wasn't directly birthed by the Raiders organization. They didn't know Antonio Brown was going to do all that stuff. They knew that he was kind of a wild card, but that was before. I mean, that was the beginning of it. Um, Mike Mayock was, you know, looked at as one of the best draft minds in the NFL. You know, I mean, he was way, he was a one percenter, two percenter. And then John Gruden got a 10 year, hundred million dollar contract and all that stuff, you know, arose afterwards. Derek Carr has been stable. Sure. He's had injury concerns when they went 12 and four. Uh, I think they were 12 and three when he got hurt. They lost the last game of the year and then they lost in the playoffs. I don't even remember who their, who their quarterback was. Um, oh my God. Who was their quarterback? Please hold. It's my podcast. I can wait 30 seconds. What? It's a Michigan State guy. Damn it. That, that's going to upset me. Leave it in the chat. That's going to upset me. Uh, this doesn't mean anything. Derek Carr is down the road further than where Kyler Murray is now. That's the point. Derek Carr's already got his big deal. And his big deal was obviously pales in comparison to what Kyler Murray is going to get uh, average year-wise. But th- you these are apples and oranges. So are the so is the money that Aaron Rodgers got. Like none of these guys are on their rookie scale contract, so they're not one of one. Patrick Mahomes had the best start in NFL history for a quarterback. Okay, Lamar Jackson won an MVP, and then I think he was the MVP last year before he got hurt. Even though his numbers weren't you know great, but we've seen Lamar Jackson grow, and he's more of an injury risk it seems than what Kyler Murray is. It's still yet to be determined. I'll tell you what, the outside noise. Just because he's the next person up doesn't mean he should get the most money. Just because the next quarterback up is up next doesn't mean that that should break the record for the most money for a quarterback. Should Kyler Murray get extension before the season starts? I think so. Solidify the future. That's exactly what this does with with the Raiders. Three more years. Derek Carr is going to be the quarterback. He's not getting traded. He's not getting traded. He's got his wide receiver one from college. Like, that's it. They're set. This is the roster. And then they're going to draft. Not a lot because they traded for Devontae Adams. But you can't directly correlate Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, etc. with Kyler Murray's contract. That's the point of this whole segment. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. Make Locked on NFL Draft your second listen. Ryan Tracy and former NFL corner Eric Crocker. They break it all down, man. 30 minutes a day. Free and available on our platforms. If you want your NFL Draft fix, Check them out. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.